Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, where OP sends his crazy ex-wife to prison. Our next Reddit post is from Throw You Away and was originally posted to r slash legal advice. Me and my ex split up before our daughter's birth. There were a variety of reasons for this that I'm not going to get into here, but one of them was her anti-science beliefs. She's an anti-vaxxer and she doesn't trust science or medicine at all. Well, this sucks because our daughter was born premature and immunocompromised. We have 50-50 custody of her, but due to her condition and my wife's anti-science beliefs, we argue constantly on how to handle her. Well, recently, our daughter has made incredible progress, and last year was given the go-ahead to get vaccinated for certain viruses, including the chickenpox and the flu. My ex went crazy about this and started making my life a living hell and threatened up and down to take me to court. Around this time, I got a new job that paid considerably more than my old job. When this happened, I decided that I wanted to move my daughter into a private school that has a program for immunocompromised children and offered to pay 100% of the tuition. The only problem is that the school requires students to be fully vaccinated up to their medically allowed limit in my daughter's case. My ex fought me up and down on this, and we ended up in court. The judge agreed with me and ordered my daughter to be vaccinated. My ex had a full-blown breakdown, but in the end agreed, only on the condition that she got to take her to get the vaccine to lessen the emotional damage and make sure the doctor doesn't poison her. I demanded to have the medical forms confirming this, and she agreed. So, my daughter finally got vaccinated, and last fall started at her awesome new school. Well, last week, my daughter got incredibly sick and had to be rushed to the hospital from school. She had somehow contracted chickenpox despite being vaccinated for it. I've been stressed out from the minute that I got the call and confused as hell as to how she got it. My daughter must have picked up on this and thought that I was mad at her because when I was visiting her in the hospital, she decided to tell me the secret mommy promised to make me keep. It turns out that my ex did not vaccinate her. She made my daughter lie about it. Instead, she's been using quote, special oils and salts to keep her from getting sick. And what about the forms that I got saying that she was vaccinated? They're fake. I called the doctor and it turns out she never went in and he never signed any forms confirming that she was vaccinated. So my ex lied and faked forms to convince me that she was vaccinated. I am pissed to say the least. My daughter is in the hospital because my ex decided to let her beliefs come before my child's health. My ex doesn't know that I know yet, and I told my daughter not to tell her, but I want her gone now. How do I approach this to make sure that my ex suffers for this? I still have the fake forms that she handed me and the text from the day that she took her. I also have the doctor on record saying that he never signed off on those, and the ones that I have are a forgery. And then OP posted an update. So, first off, my daughter is safe with me and she was let out of the hospital about a week ago. She's getting better every day. After I made that post, I took the advice given to me and the next time that I saw my daughter, I told her that it was wrong of me to ask her to keep secrets and that it's okay to tell her mom. Also, I went to go see a lawyer. When I went to see the lawyer, he told me that this is a case that lawyers salivate over and that my ex is in a lot of trouble. I immediately filed for emergency custody of my daughter. I also got into contact with the doctor again and explained the situation fully to him. He says that while he won't be getting his lawyers involved, he wishes for me to submit the evidence to the police and file a report. 
Along with this, my lawyer has gotten into contact with the court that originally ordered us to vaccinate our daughter and has handed over everything I gave to him. During this time, my ex started to get suspicious. A few days later when I saw her at the hospital, we had an altercation. She became hysterical and yelled various threats and insults at me, including telling me that I want to poison our daughter right in front of our sick child. She was escorted out of the building, and the head nurse has banned her from coming back. After that, she sent me a barrage of texts telling me that I'm a monster and that if she had vaccinated our daughter, our daughter would be dead by now. I sent this information to my lawyer. As he put it, she's what lawyers dream of when they hear who's on the other side of the court. I've heard that the DA is slowly getting ready to move forward with a multitude of charges against my ex and that soon she might even end up in jail. And then OP posted an update. My court battle between my ex and I was a grueling process, one of the worst periods of my life. It took over five months from the time that I got emergency custody to get full custody of my daughter. In retrospect, those five months weren't as long as they felt, but they felt like the longest months of my life at that point. My ex's harassment of me at that time got worse, and she even came to my house and attempted to force herself in to take our daughter. She was arrested for this and charged with attempted forced entry. Before she could bail herself out, the DA decided to throw the book at her for forging medical documents. She ended up spending a month in jail for this, which unfortunately got our custody case continued. The upside of this was that I was given a protective order for me and my daughter and that bitter in the butt when we finally got in front of a judge. I was given full custody of my daughter. My ex and her lawyer pissed off the judge by trying to claim that I planned all of this from the start. That I forced her into a corner to vaccinate our daughter so I could use her response to initiate a custody battle. My ex lost all custodial rights and, as of right now, is not legally allowed to contact her in any form. My protective order was extended by two years as well, but I didn't need it because it was only a few months later that she went to prison. My ex pleaded out. They dropped the forced entry charge, and she only got two years in prison for the forgery, but was still hit with a felony. She was released early due to COVID, though. Since then, luckily, I've had no contact with my ex outside of getting the child support payments that I'm owed. I'm not really inclined to keep tabs on her personal life, but I know that she went off the conspiracy deep end. She's now a full-blown QAnon supporter and is dating someone who's involved in the January 6th insurrection. Other than that, she's disappeared from my daughter's life entirely. As for me and my daughter, the past few years have been a living nightmare. We moved to a new state and I had to put her into fully online schooling, but our lives are great now. And amazingly, my daughter was able to get the COVID vaccine only a month ago and is cleared to go to physical school once the summer ends. Our next Reddit post is from Yuppies for the Guppies and was originally posted to r slash am I the butthole. I'm a 23-year-old guy and I was at a pool party at my best friend Greg's house. There was also a slip and slide set up and people were using it. My friend Amy used it and screamed. The whole party turns to her and she's clutching her breast and there's blood just pouring out of her hands. She had slid over a rock and cut herself. I'm in nursing school, so I run over to her and ask to see the cuts. She pulls her hand away, and I see that it doesn't look too serious, but it definitely needs attention. I turn to Greg to ask him if he has a first aid kit, and yeah, he has one in the bathroom inside the house. So I walk Amy into the house and grab the first aid kit. 
I pause for a second and I ask her if she's okay with me helping her with this or if she wants to do it herself because of where the cut is. And she says, no, I trust you and I want your help. So we go to the bathroom and wash out the cut. I look at it more closely to make sure that it's not serious. I put some Neosporin on it and bandage it up nicely. Amy thanks me and we go back outside. A couple of women come up to Amy and ask if she's okay, and one of them, Sarah, gives me a dirty look and they kind of lead her away. I go back to where I was sitting before and Greg sits next to me and says, Some people are talking trash out here. I did my best to defend you, but I figured you should know that they were talking trash about you helping Amy. I asked him what he meant, and he said that Sarah was saying it was creepy how I sprung into action when I saw an opportunity to play with a boob. And a few of the other women and one guy agreed and were making fun of me. I was pretty upset about that, but I didn't want to make a scene, so I just ignored it for the time being. Later that day, though, I was sitting by the fire pit and Sarah was sitting across from me and nobody else was around the area, so I asked her why she was making fun of me helping Amy. She said, I guess that was a little bit mean of me. I'm sorry that I did that. But I just thought it was kind of weird how you saw her boob was hurt and you ran up to her and insisted to help. I know you're in nursing school, but I think you should have let a girl handle it. We all know first aid too. I thanked Sarah for her apology and I don't like confrontation, so I just said, alright, I guess I'll keep that in mind from now on. And then OP posted an update. I called Amy to ask her how the cut was healing. She said that it was healing well and she was keeping an eye on it. Then I asked her if she knew about the things that Sarah and the others said about me and what Sarah said at the fire pit. Amy had no idea. She said the other women were asking her if she was okay and what happened and all that, but she assumed they were worried about the injury, not me helping her. And Amy was absolutely pissed and went to the friend group chat and tore the people that were talking trash about me a new butthole, especially Sarah. Sarah and the others apologized to me in the group chat, but Amy kept going and said that I shouldn't accept their apologies because they sat back and talked trash to the one person who actually stepped up to help her. Amy also asked Greg not to invite Sarah to the next pool party, and Greg readily agreed. A few of the others tried to say that was too far, but Amy just told them to shut the F up and do something next time someone's hurt instead of sitting on their butts and insulting me. OP, I know today's video is r slash best of updates, but since you posted r slash am I the butthole, I'll give you a 0 out of 5 butthole score. Sarah and everyone else who was making fun of you gets 2 out of 5 buttholes. Our next Reddit post is from Textbook Throwaway and was originally posted to r slash relationship advice. Backstory, my fiancé Annie and I have known each other since we were kids and we began dating during our junior year of high school. After high school, we both went to a state school and I asked her to marry me my junior year of undergrad. I've always dreamt of being a doctor, as has she. I applied to a good mix of schools of varying degrees of selectivity. I did end up getting into my state school's medical school, but I was also unexpectedly offered a spot at one of the best medical schools in the country, as in the top three up in New England. It would still cost me more out of pocket than my state school would, but not significantly so. Annie, despite pleas from myself, our parents, professors, advisors, and everyone applied to only our state school, as well as to some insanely selective schools that she, to be blunt, had no chance of getting into given her admittedly mediocre grades and research experience. She was rejected from all the schools that she applied to, including our state college. Obviously, this crushed her, and I've tried my best to support her during a difficult time and help her remain optimistic. 
So, I'm currently enrolled at the aforementioned New England Medical School. While Annie has decided to take a year off to strengthen her profile with research experience, physician shadowing, etc., and she's currently living with me. She's currently working part-time in the retail industry. So, this is what happened on Friday night. I was home studying for a test on Monday when Annie came home from work. She came over to my desk and kissed me. I asked her how her day went and she didn't respond, and suddenly she looked very pissed off. After a few moments, she said, What the F is wrong with you, OP? while pointing at an anatomical diagram of a vagina in my textbook. I was speechless. After regaining my composure, I said, What do you mean? I'm studying. And she said, You know what the F I mean. Why the F are you looking at pictures of women's vaginas? This was very strange because she knows that I occasionally watch adult videos and she has no problem with that. In fact, I know that she watches those videos herself from time to time as well. I explained to her that I have to take anatomy in medical school, but she wasn't having it. She took my textbook and stormed off to our bedroom and locked the door. I could hear her crying and I kept apologizing. After a few minutes, she opened the door and threw her engagement ring at me before slamming it shut again and continued crying. I continued apologizing, but she didn't respond at all. I spent the rest of the night on the couch. Saturday morning, she wasn't home. I checked my phone and there was a text from her saying that she was staying with a friend and that she was done with me. Unless I dropped out of medical school and found another job because... And this is an honest-to-God text from her. She doesn't want me ogling at vaginas like an effing pervert. This is completely out of character for her. She's always been level-headed and reasonable and has no history of mental illness or anything like that. I'm not a stupid person, and I know this has way more to do than a picture of an effing vagina in an anatomy book, but I have no idea what to do right now. She stopped responding to texts and won't pick up her phone. I spoke to the friend that she's staying with, who basically called me an effing butthole and said that Annie is crying and getting drunk, and that neither of them want me coming over to speak with her. I have no idea what to do anymore. I love her more than anything, but there is absolutely no way that I'm dropping out of medical school for her, and I would rather we break up than I've been to her completely unreasonable demands. But I'm very concerned for her mental health right now, and I need any advice that I can get. And then OP posted an update. I'll save you the trouble. She wasn't cheating, nor was she pregnant. Yesterday, I decided that enough was enough, and I went over to where she was staying, intent on ending the relationship. When I got there, she was half drunk, and what followed was a lot of screaming and cussing directed at me. I learned why she wanted me to drop out of medical school, and it had nothing to do with textbook vaginas. When I was a sophomore, two of my friends dropped out of college to work on their tech startup full-time, and they invited me to come work with them. My undergrad degree was in computer science. I rejected their offer because I wanted to concentrate on my dream, becoming a doctor. Fortunately, their startup did very well, and last year they sold it to a large tech company for a very large sum of money as in more than $10 million. I was thrilled for them. After they sold the company, both of them obviously had large lifestyle changes. 
One of them proposed to his girlfriend with a ridiculously huge diamond, and they frequently vacationed to exotic locations with family and friends. Apparently, their success and lifestyles made my girlfriend extremely jealous, and she came up with the vagina thing as a way for me to drop out of med school because she thinks that I can easily get a job making $150,000 a year at a bank so we wouldn't have to live like effing refugees, and that I'm an effing idiot for not doing that. Still, I was confused. I asked her about our dreams of being doctors. It turns out she never really wanted to go into medicine, but only claimed to because it was all you ever talked about. I guess that explains her application strategy. I was done. I broke up with her on the spot and told her to never contact me again. She's going to continue staying with her friend while we figure out a living arrangement. <laughs> That is a spectacularly idiotic plan. How did she think that was going to work? Not only was that a stupid plan, but this lady hit the dating jackpot. A freaking pre-med doctor who also has computer science to fall back on. All she had to do was be patient, get married, and then eventually you would have been making who knows how much, 300k, 400k, 500k? Doctors rake it in, man. I mean, yeah, you'll probably never be as rich as, like, tech startup CEOs, but still, doctor salaries are nothing to sneeze at. That was our slash best of Redditor updates, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.